They say a hero can save us. <laughs> Not gonna stand here with me. You hear me sing like I'm Eddie Vedder, but I'm not here mm. today. Hey, you know, careful what you say about Eddie Vedder. He's a he's a national treasure. Well, to, to uh, us Washingtonians. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's because you can't find a better man. <laughs> How dare you? Eddie Vedder is a national treasure. You take that back. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the '90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Pop Saga, the pop culture podcast that casts the absolute widest net in terms of what counts as popular culture. Today uh, is a very special episode because the Taco Time Taco Apocalypse has finally arrived, and it's bringing a hundred percent chance of hot hot dog nados along with it. Uh, if this is your first episode. First off, welcome. Uh, the TLDR of today's topic is uh, your hosting team, made up of uh, John and Forrest, that's me, are going to try some food, uh, which, at least to us, is a little suspect. Uh, before we get started, I only have one question for you, John. Is your body ready for what is about to happen to it? Diabetes. Yes. <laughs> Well, that is that is a that is a distinct possibility. Yeah, John, yeah. that is a distinct possibility here uh here in, on Pop Saga today. Yeah, no, I made my special blend of milk and mag Pepto. Okay. It's both milk and magnesia with a nice uh Pepto Bismol floater on top. Oh. Um, <laughs> Hold on, you're going too fast, my friend. Uh here we go. Uh, tell us about this. Uh, tell us about this cocktail you've created today. Oh uh, yes, this cocktail. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, two parts milk of magnesia, one part Pepto Bismol. Well, you float it on top once you put it in a little cup, right? Oh. But you need something a little bigger, so you need a two point five ounce shot glass for this. It's got a nice uh, blue pink hue to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Um, not unlike uh, something you'd probably see in, I don't know, most greeting cards. Uh, yeah, huh. and it's and it's it's only meant for after I eat this stuff to uh, chase down the ravages that this food will surely do to my body. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. why I like to call it milk and egg Pepto. Milk and egg Pepto. Okay, everybody out there, add that to your uh, what I'm certain is a ever growing selection wonderful cocktail recipes that you're keeping our secret archivist out there which i'm just positive is happening um uh yeah <laughs> so we're gonna eat some stuff we're gonna eat some food it's new to both of us right john this is somewhere you've never tried before nope okay so uh we couldn't eat the same food uh we had to we had to to make new rules uh and uh so I'm going to be ingesting 
a Pacific Northwest uh, local chain and Washington favorite? I don't know. I I haven't looked up the sort of uh, what people around here think of Taco Time. Uh, But that's Taco Time, the Northwest's fast food answer to Taco Bell, sort of. And I guess you have to count it as one of the top Mexican fast food chains because there aren't that many. I mean, we'll find out after today if we have to count it as one of the top (laughs) Mexican fast food chains because, you know, I think Baja Fresh might have something to say about that. Well, certainly, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I would count Baja Fresh. Well, I don't know. We I, I don't yet, even so. I don't even know if they're still around. And what about I, Rubio's McDonald's play on Ma- uh, Mexican fast food? Yeah, I would. I wonder. I you know Rubio's. I don't see that often. I know there was one uh, in L.A. when I lived there that uh, in in, uh, in the Marina del Rey area that um, that was you know it existed, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, you don't see them that much up here. I know for sure Baja Fresh is still around, still kicking. But uh, that's not what we're eating. We're not eating Baja Fresh today. John, you have something special that you have picked up that is brand new to you. Yeah, so since we don't have fake um, uh, fast food Mexican restaurants down in the San Francisco Bay Area, I could not find a Taco Time equivalent. It's either go to the real good spots or go to Taco Bell. We've all had right. that. So I went and found a, and I made sure it was good because it was coming out of a mall's food court. So I know this is going to be awesome. Oh, yep. And Always a good sign. And it's called, uh, I'm going to either, either it's you, my, and I'm uh, Americaning it up, or it's you, my savory hot dogs. You which, buy savory hot dogs as, yeah. as opposed to uh, all those sweet dogs you're eating. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't like a sugar dog? You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, a sugar dog. I you, yum, yum, yum. you get some bar SQ, you grill it up a little bit, then you just roll it in some sugar, pop it in between two waffles, and boom. You got to you, my yum. dog, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just had to pick something that was uh, questionable. Could be good. Could not be good, right? And that's kind of like what this whole thing is. But, yeah, it's a chain. They seem to be throughout California in various spots, and they seem to be growing in popularity. So hmm. um, a, a lot of blend of a bunch of crazy toppings on top of uh, hot dogs, and then for some strange reason, noodles. Huh? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel like so uh, how this show is going to go today is we're going to try this food. We're going to talk about it. And then we have... To help us digest, we have some some pop culture tea that we also have to uh, address. But I think in the interest of time, in the interest of thermodynamics, mm-hmm. let's get into this food first. Fair warning at the top. These mics are very good. There might be some eating sounds on the podcast. I hope not. This is not an ASMR show. Sorry if that's what you ter- tuned in hoping uh, to uh, to experience, but that's not us. Uh, but yeah, there will, there might be some mouth sounds. So <laughs> just prepare yourself. Um, John, I came up with a, a rating scale that okay. I want to, for us to use. Okay. Um, and here is the rating scale I've written it out here. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be called the GD scale and that stands for gastronomical distress scale. Okay. Understood. Oh, it's a one to five 
type uh, type scenario. One is no problem. You don't foresee this being an issue later. Uh, not even in a rumble, maybe. Um, okay. And five is you're packing up your valuables and you're moving to the toilet. <laughs> the toilet <laughs> is your home now. Address your condolence letters. Care of the shitter. Okay. All right. <laughs> One, I'm good. Five, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're, you're going to spend the rest of the night locked in a very special room. That's good. Uh, so uh, by the next day when I'm walking, I'm whistling. Yep. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so I have here, uh, I have, let's see, one, two. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Three, four, five. Six items here to try for Taco Time. Now, if you listen to last week's show, you'll recall that I did list out several things that I plan to get. Uh, this was not able to be a thing because the place that I, the taco time I went to did not offer all the stuff that I saw on the menu online. So that's already strike number one for me. Because I was unable to procure the Mexi fries, I think they were called. Oh, those yeah. ones. And I really was looking forward to, to seeing what the heck those were all about. Um, so I'm going to list out the, the things that I do have right in front of me. So. I have their tater tots, which are the thing that they give out uh, in addition to a lot of their meals. Um, so that's their kind of fries. I have a traditional crispy taco. And then mm-hmm. I have, as promised, the three crispy burritos. And that's chicken, beef, and pinto bean. Um to top it off for dessert, they did not have the empanada, the weirdly named, I think they were called empanadas or whatever. Yeah, uh, but they weren't. The, they weren't yeah, that looked like, like some cyst. kind of, yeah, they looked like, <laughs> they looked like a scene on Dr. Pimple Popper, the popular YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, so I, but I did pick up a little something called Crustos, if you'll remember the Crustos dessert. Uh, that they advertise on their website. So I do have that to try out uh, eventually. Um, so, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have picked up? Okay, so I didn't get um, six items. I got four uh, because this place was fairly pricey and there weren't really, like, a bunch of items that felt like, eh, you know, like if I ordered fries from them, I knew the fries were going to suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just kind of tell. So uh, what I ordered was the Yumai corn dog, which is a hot dog covered in cornbread and breadcrumbs in the Korean style, which means it was sprinkled with sugar and uh, sriracha ketchup and a honey mustard drizzle. Okay. Okay. I then also ordered Poku riblets. Hmm. Which uh, I'll send you pictures of this. Uh, I er, ordered uh, to be in solidarity. Uh, the they because they didn't have. Uh, I sent you one with the mucho magnificent that you said looked like it. They just put egg salad on top of it. <laughs> yep, which, it sure did. Which isn't wrong. Um, I or they didn't have that one there, so I ordered the dirty dog. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and when I get to it, I'll I'll read off that stuff. And then for dessert. I ordered funnel cake fries. Okay. All right. We got a great sampling here. That's fantastic. Uh, so I figure we'll just go ahead and trade off, uh, take turns tasting these things. 
All right. Well, so since I've been waiting for you to try Taco Time for months, ever since you uh, told me of its existence, uh huh, I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, understood. That's a, a fine request as far as I'm concerned. So, first off, uh, I'm in the drive-thru. Uh, uh-huh. You were talking about being pricey. Uh, I, I bought all this plus a, a meal uh, for my lovely wife, and uh, I paid $40 40 US dollars for all of this. So, doing it for the tent. Um, so we were up there at the uh, at the drive-in window and and the the fella who was taking my order says to me, "How many what do you want? Salsa, ketchup, you know, jalapenos?" And I'm like, "Okay. Uh, I'll take salsa." He's like, "How much do you want?" I was like, "I don't know, 6." Cuz I'm thinking Taco Bell. No packet packets. of salsa. Exactly. Uh, I open up the bag. There are six like legitimate, you know, little cups of salsa. <laughs> you oh, must geez. have thought I was a psychopath. <laughs> I oh, like wow. a lot of salsa, kid. Anyway, uh, so I have the salsa. I'm gonna give that a try with the tater tots. That'll be my first dish to try. Let's start. Let's start like kind of mundane, and then we'll work our way up the up the stuff. It's not. It's still. It's cold, unfortunately. I got a little a uh, little while ago, maybe an hour ago, maybe a little less, but uh, here we go. Look like a normal tater tot, just a real standard tot. And it tastes like a tater tot. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't imagine. Like, I mean, have you ever had? Like, I mean, I've had exceptional tater tots, but more often than not, and they're always. I feel like they're a pretty safe bet when you go to places. Yep. But I don't imagine it being like exceptional, especially at a place that, you know, just well, like, yeah, let's throw tater tots in there. Were, it was nice and salty. The fry oil tastes clean, which is nice. Doesn't taste like old fry oil, oil which I appreciate. The interior was very fluffy. The exterior was still crispy somehow. So overall, a good tot, but not one that I would say was exceptional, exceptional compared to any other place I've ever had a tater tot. But now it is your turn. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the riblet, um, the poku riblet, mm-hmm, and the plo- I got plocoon riblet. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like it. I'll send you a picture of it eventually. Um, <laughs> it is so it's like a little piece of rib with. Uh, I uh, opted for the hose hoisin glaze, and it, and they threw some fried onions on top, along with that. That sounds good. All right, he's biting into the hot. I'm, I, I can't see it, but I'm assuming that's what's happening. He's biting into the hot dog right now. We're getting our first take. We're a hot dog. It's a rib. It's a piece of rib. Oh right, it's a <laughs> right. It's from a hot dog place, but yeah. it's a piece of rib. It's a riblet sandwich. So it's a little chewy. Mm-hmm. The hoisin glaze is pretty good. I mean. I like hoisin sauce. I'd put that thing on mostly anything. Sure. A little fatty. The the actual crunch of the fried onion isn't bad. The big thing is it's just overcooked. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. I mean, I guess it is and it isn't, right? Like, I don't know if I would trust a, a place inside <laughs> the mall right next to a Panda Express and, like, a Wetzel it's a little, Pretzel. It's a little pink, able- but I, still, I think I'm going to be okay. 
Ja, aber ein. Not bad. Not bad, just uh, overcooked. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, uh, not bad. I think it's a. Uh, I guess we we haven't rated them yet. Let's just rate the whole experience after we're done. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Okay. So. That's. Uh, let's see. Which before I actually before I move on, I want to say the salsa is surprisingly good. It's okay. spicy. It has. It tastes very. It's like smoky. Uh, but it's like, it actually tastes like salsa you would get in a Mexican food restaurant. So that is surprising. That's that's good. All right. So working our way up the chain next, we're going to have their traditional taco. Now this is the one on the website that looks like it has a full cut of tomato in there. As I open it up, the shell is very reminiscent of a Taco Bell shell. It looks pretty much like a Taco Bell taco, but as promised, there is just a chunk of tomato on here in, the mo- in just the absolute least appetizing way you could possibly imagine. Here, I'm going to send you a picture right now uh, of this ridiculous taco. Um, so here we go. But yeah, uh, much as promised on the picture, we could, we are getting a just a, a half of a tomato slice haphazardly placed on top of a bed of lettuce looks like cheese and beef is in there as well. Uh, and we got the, the riblets that you just sent to me. Now, the, oh, I, you know what? I, for some reason, I was imagining that was going to be in a bun, but it's just riblets. It's just literally just riblets, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, here you go. Here, sending it over. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Take a bite that has the taco, that has the tomato in it, you know, for authenticity. It's not even in the taco, bro. We're just sitting on top. What the fuck was that? Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, the if I was Taco Bell's lawyers... I would definitely go visit Taco Time <laughs> because, like, f- seasoning-wise, maybe they maybe they all use like a Ortega seasoning packet, but the beef tastes exactly the same as a Taco Bell, just a regular taco. Oh, the, I don't know if that's a condemnation or not. Yeah, I don't know. It tastes fine in that if like that's what you're expecting, but it doesn't do anything different. What's weird though is not. I mean, aside from the giant tomato slice on there that. I can tell you right now, it's terrible to eat. It's so awkward. It, as you pointed out, is basically hydroplaning on top of a sea of lettuce. And they chalk this thing full of iceberg to the point where you're, they look like they have to stuff it in there. It's got like 50% more of everything. There's 50% more beef, 50% more cheese and lettuce. And then like a full half of a slice of a tomato. And that thing just looks like it was rended from, like, someone just tore it apart with their hands. Yeah, I mean, it. it's, I would say it's inoffensive if you like Taco Bell. But at the same time, like, the stuff that they're giving you extra isn't adding anything on. They're like, oh, yeah, you like Taco Bell? Well, wait a minute, because we're going <laughs> to add a bunch of more shit into your taco, and then it's going to be good. That's the taco time difference. 
But, uh, you know, I don't know. It, not as weird as I was expecting, aside from the tomato. I mean, okay. So, so far, if you if you were going down the street and you were like, hmm, I got a few dollars in my pocket, and to your right was a taco time, and then to your left was a taco bell. It's left turns all day long. All so right. far. So far, there's nothing that would sway me to, to taco time, but like it would if taco time was like you can get three tacos for the price of one taco at Taco Bell. I know that's not the case after spending. $40. I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Taco Bell almost has to be a better deal, just by default. I don't know, man. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, but let's let's see uh, what, what what you got up next. All right, so I'm gonna do the uh, Umai corn dog again. That's a uh, Cornbread and breadcrumb covered hot dog with uh, Korean style, which is sprinkle with sugar with sriracha, ketchup, and honey, mustard, drizzle. All the kids are all about the corn dogs down here, uh, especially Korean style. So let's give this a try. It's interesting that you have uh, that ex- you're having that experience. I recently went to a place called Soul Dog. And uh, they have all Korean uh, corn dogs, like you're talking about. And when they asked for the, if they want the sugar on there, I was like, no, thank you. Well, I wanted to try something a little different. Sure. So, yeah, thermodynamics, I think it's failed this one. <laughs> oh, no, it's cold. It's super cold. Um, And it just... There's a hint of sriracha there, but you get a little spice uptick. Um, it is crunchy to a fault, but the the hot dog is like almost ice cold. No, no. Um, at this point, but the honey mustard is okay. I think I make a better honey mustard. Um, Shots fired. Yeah, I know it ain't that. <laughs> Damn hard. <laughs> Secrets mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, it's no. coming back. It's fighting me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, no. We're going to have our first medical emergency <laughs> here on. <laughs> oh, God damn. Apologies. <clears throat> oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing. Might have been better, hotter. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I think for this next segment, I think for the these crisp burritos, instead of doing them one at a time, I think I'm gonna do one after the, all at once because this is this is this is it. Like, if you're thinking of something you cannot get at Taco Bell, this doesn't exist at Taco Bell. And so, like I said, I got the chicken, I got the beef, and the pinto bean. Uh. I'm just going to go ahead and snap a picture of it real quick and send it to you. It's basically like, <coughs> honey, I blew up the flauta. Uh, so it's not like, from a uh, a visual standpoint, there's nothing special about it or, or worrisome necessarily. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a thing. Uh, it smells like fried food, which makes sense because it is a a fried rolled thing. Oh, thank you for sending me a picture of your wow. That's really got that's some saucy business. It's all covered in sauce. Your uh, your corn dog. Yeah, I think that's probably what 
add it to the coldness. Oh, right. It just cooled the whole thing down. All right, here, I just sent it to you. Sweet Jesus. Okay, this is the pinto bean first up. Okay. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Too, too big of a bite. Oh. Okay, well. Mm. All right. <laughs> Maybe hot. That's a pleasant experience. Maybe. But that's like... Those aren't pinto beans. Those aren't individual pinto beans in there. That is a tube of refried beans. <laughs> wrapped in a fried tortilla. And it's so much. There is so much to bite through. Oh my... This is a girthy... This is a girthy snack. <laughs> mm, I, texturally, that is... Not pleasant. Maybe when the whole thing was crispy. I don't know, though. But, like, then you got a serious three-quarters of an inch of three refried beans that you're chomping through. And that's just mush. Just textureless mush. I don't know. The refried beans, though, were, like, they had some spice to them. and Kind of tasty, I guess. I don't know. All right, that's, now I'm worried. <clears throat> I mean, that's a shame because, like... One of my secret pleasures from Taco Bell is just like one of their bean burritos. Those sure, like the basic re- bean burrito is not bad. Um, yeah, and I would just imagine a, a crisp with a bean could be really tasty. It but. could. Well, the thing is, like with Taco Bell's refried beans, they have they leave little whole pintos in there sometimes. So at least it at least it kind of like shakes up the textural, or at least part of a pinto. It it shakes up the, like the textural landscape a little bit. All right, we're going chicken next. Mm. It's going to be dry. I can already tell. Hmm. Mm-mm. Okay. Wow. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, um... Yeah, so... Wow, that's a weird... That is a weird flavor. All right, so the the chicken is bad. Um, yep. It's you're right, it's dry, but it is like soaked in this like creamy white sauce that seems to contain onions. It Ugh. doesn't taste inspired by Mexican Mexican cuisine at all. It okay. tastes more like. It tastes like somebody took all the chicken out of a chicken pot pie, along with some of the cream of chicken that is makes up the base. Took all the herbs and spices out, just left the creamy, salty part, and then just shoved mm-hmm. all that into a, a rolled uh, flout, a giant. Again, it's so much of it. And texture, texturally, it's all over the place. Some pieces are slimy. Some pieces are dry. Uh, that was wildly unpleasant. Mmm. Ooh, okay. I wonder if they ever sell that. And then there was like this weird, just flopperty onion in there. I mean, did when you ordered it, did the guy go, huh? The guy go, you want what? Chicken? You want the chicken one? No, 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 no. You don't want any of these rolled burritos. What's weird, especially, is like it's totally devoid of any other color except beige. It's like the beigest thing you could put uh, anywhere near your mouth. <laughs> I mean, it does. It 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 looks 
Um, Let me show you the interior of this con- of this oh, thing. Oh no, I don't know if I can handle it. All right, go ahead. Oh yeah, you might want to. Maybe you want to just save this until after you're done eating, because <laughs> this is this yeah, might no, no, put no, you no, off. Just, this nah, might put ahead, you off food ahead, uh, in, in general. Okay, here we go. There's nothing. It has nothing. I sent it twice too as some sort of punishment. <laughs> punishment. No kidding. Yeah, no, it is just various shades of beige. Yeah, and it's just these weird, like, really low quality chicken pieces. Uh ooh, that's oh. that's not good. Okay. No okay. uh, I'm glad I'm getting this out all at once. This is actually great. So last here we have the beef. And it just looks like a bunch of ground beef in there. The end, of course, is deep fried, which is always a delight. Uh, it's the one that feels crispier all the way through, so that's nice. It's probably the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. That's actually, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, if, is it the same beef that was in your crunchy taco? It is. Um, no, it's, it seems more flavorful. Like, they cook it with some sort of, uh, well, it just tastes like enchilada sauce, to be honest. Hey, you know what? That works. Yeah. <laughs> Flavor's flavor. It tastes sort of like, it's sort of comparable to a flauta you might get uh, in the... Uh, you know, out and about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not insult. Let's not insult flautas here. We we know it's not. But like, you can keep delusion in yourself. That's all good. <laughs> you, you know I will. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you're up next. Okay. Well, this is the, this is the in honor of you. Uh, you know, going to taco time. I want to get something that's similar flavors. So I got the dirty dog. This would also be kind of referred to as like a, a, a high flutin take on like a, a street dog out here, like after the clubs, like a you know Mexican hot dog. Uh huh. Um, so it is a hot dog topped with bacon, caramelized onions, pico de gallo, tapatio ketchup, mayo, whole jalapenos like jalapeno slices, and cilantro on a brioche bun. That sounds awesome actually to be honest yeah it sounded pretty good and the flavors were close enough i was going to get the the real gross one um but they didn't have it so lucky me because i'm also not a fan of cilantro anyway so here you go okay well let me just grabbing it now uh and those street dogs that you get uh from carts and stuff in california are so good Wrapped in bacon with uh, caramelized peppers and onions on them. It's just like, wow. What a uh, what a treat that is. I used to, when I lived in San Jose, I used to go and get them all the time. You're like, I'm not clubbing. I'm just getting a hot dog. No. I mean, I mean, they used to do it after church on Sundays. Oh, and, fair enough. Uh, the, the, church, the big church was within walking distance of me. So I would walk down there and get a street dog. Okay. <laughs> but what of your mall dog? Sorry, that jalapeno slice was really hot. <laughs> oh, I mean, really? They, they actually got some yeah. spice in there. That's nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it has all the hallmark flavors of a street dog, a Mexican street dog. Um, nice. I wish it was a tad bit warmer again. Sure. <laughs> but um, the bacon's crisped well. Everything is fresh. Caramelized onions could probably be used with the... I, I feel like if I went there and showed them how to caramelize onions, they'd have an even better one. <laughs> um, don't give your don't give that valuable stuff away for free. I mean, it's just pan and hot. That's all you need. It's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty good. Like I, I I kind of I I think yeah, it's got good flavor overall. The hot dog doesn't have a real big snap to it, so not like a real big uh, casing. But it's not. It doesn't taste like a bar sq. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it doesn't taste like a phony hot dog. It tastes like a real one. So, um, yeah, good flavors. Good flavors. Not bad. And the pico, right. and it's not obscenely covered with, uh, like, pico de gallo. That's what I was really worried about, was that they would just be like, oh, by the way, here's a pico bu- dog. Yeah, here's a but. We just made your hot dog wetter. Ooh, I just that looks good. That looks fantastic. Uh, the jalapenos weirdly look like the IGN logo. Little gorilla buzz marketing in your Umai dog. Well, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's want, move. Now. <laughs> let's move on uh, to our to my final item. Um, here we have Crestos. Crestos, the dessert option, really the only dessert option at uh, the Taco Time that I went to. And I can confirm that they do look like uh, tortilla chips that have uh, cinnamon and sugar on them. Let's see if my hunch turns out to be correct. Mm -hmm. It sounds like chips with cinnamon and sugar on them. They are very sweet. You taste the cinnamon, but that is a tortilla chip. So, I don't know. Is that something that you would like? Then get it. Otherwise, <laughs> leave it alone. Don't. Yep. All right, but uh, you sounded like you said something a little bit more interesting. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I was hating on the fact that they had fries because I knew they'd suck. But they also had um, uh, funnel cake fries. Mm-hmm. And um, funnel cake is one of my favorite carnival foods. Ooh, that does look good. <laughs> So, and I was surprised opening the uh, the container and being like, that's a lot. I thought they'd put like three or four of those little funnel cake things in there and charge you much. And um, I got it with the strawberry dipping sauce because that's usually what I do. They have a few others like caramel, chocolate. I think mm-hmm. the other two. Okay, well, these are definitely cold. So, okay. In the red sauce. And the, dip it in the sauce and here we go. Funnel cakes, a carnival classic. So, uh, they have that funnel cake flavor. That's that's a plus. I'm happy to have that there. They're cold, obviously. The big thing, though, yeah. Even if I didn't, even if I think I got these hot, I think the problem is that the oil was probably colder. It got soaked with oil. It's it, it was too it was too low uh, temp oil, so yeah, it has just kind of like that a uh, little 
greasier. I, I mean, you know, the big misconception about like fried food is that when you have fried food, it's greasy. If it's fried well, it's actually not that greasy. It, yeah, it's not yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, like if it's if it's like oh, it's just covered in grease, and then that means usually it's probably uh, under temp. And this has that kind of on the back end. Mm. Like it just feels like if the like they fry this at like three fifteen versus like three twenty five, three fifty. Usually, I, I try to stick between three fifty and three seventy five when I fry. Well, that's a but, good tip. And uh, no one wants a greasy funnel. Okay. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're even like leaving oil residue, mm. but they do have a like they they do taste like uh, funnel cake. They're all very consistent. Um, I will say that for the fries. Like, so whoever they're buying them from or wherever they're getting them, um, they're very consistent. They're all the same length, so they don't feel like. Or however they're doing it, they're li and they're a little denser than I would say a traditional funnel cake, but not well, that's bad. Nice. Not bad. Um, well, I, I see your sad bag of chips. <laughs> yep, I sent you over a picture of the crustos. How how or much crustos. does a how much does a crusto cost? Hold on. How much does a crusto cost? If it's anything over free then uh, you're being overcharged. Yeah, I need to know because whatever you paid, they're making like 99.9% .9 markup on that, that little bag right there. Oh, even the what? chips are different shades. Oh, <laughs> 129. There you go. Yep, you paid about $1.28 too much. They're making a killing on those crustos, that's for sure. I bet you they had the dust off that cinnamon sugar stuff. They're like, oh, who wants what now? Are you saying they have to dust of the crusto? Yeah. <laughs> De-crusto de, de the crustos. They got to decrusto the crusto. Yeah. I'm kind of uh, upset you couldn't get your Mexi fries, though. Yeah, that is Or a, not a the Mexi shame. fries, the stuffed Mexi fries, because I know you're yes. running... It yeah. had to have been the one that had that all that weird goo dripping out of it. Yeah. It uh, just... <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and start with a summary of my experience here at Taco Time. Okay. Uh, Taco Time, the Pacific Northwest uh, version of Taco Bell, basically. I mean, this is clearly uh, from the, the history I read of the founder of Taco Time. I think on last I had referenced it on last week's show. Uh, he never w made it to Mexico, just went to Southern California, probably ate at a Taco Bell and copied, designed to copy it for the, <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. I can only imagine that's what happened because there's no way that you get there in a, par a parallel version with this taco that tastes exactly the same. And I, I think I told you as well, and I, although I could not find it on the menu at this taco time, uh, they have like a crunch wrap supreme knockoff now. Uh, so brunch wrap for cream. What <laughs> Cr crunch fold premiere? Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't know. If you had a choice between the two, I don't. I have not yet encountered a uh, any of the things off the menu that would make me switch from Taco Bell to Taco Time. And I think, in fact, the the chicken crisp burrito was gross. Uh, I mean, it looks gross. It looks like a cross section of like just an amputated body part. 
It, it was just gross. It was, yeah. yeah, it looks like the inside of Bishop from the Aliens movie when he gets yeah, ripped in half. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, yeah, it just, like, it just devoid just, of, like, everything. They have just white sauce and, and a bunch of weird tubules. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Crustos were lame. Uh, there was just nothing really to them. So I don't know. I, I if you have a choice between the two, I don't know why you would ever go to Taco Time. And uh, I found the overall the experience to be very meh. Um, on the the GD scale, the gastro yeah, yeah. Uh, the gastronomical <laughs> distress scale, mm. uh, I'm gonna give this a three um, because I'm already starting. <laughs> like my stomach already hurts a little bit, oh, no. and I just took bites of everything. And I am already starting to feel uh, not great uh, after eating all that food. So I'm going to give it a, th- a three. Might escalate to a four, depending on how things <laughs> we'll go see later. How, we'll see how I'll, it goes. I'll check back in. But, John, uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you thought? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So this is, you know, def- definitely hard to compare. Um, I feel like. Overall, this isn't a this isn't a bad experience. It definitely benefits from like getting it as fresh as possible. Uh, in most cases, that is true, but in certain things, food can travel a little better. This doesn't travel that well. Um, I think this place feels like if you picked poorly, you would have a real bad time. <laughs> like, just you know, some of their flavors is just like sounds like you're just putting too much stuff on top of a, a hot dog. <laughs> So I, I feel like I picked, uh, I picked wisely this time, um, with the, the you know with the the, the dog choice there. Sure. Uh, that corn dog, I could, uh, nah, I, I could leave that. that. Not doing nothing for me really. Um, I almost the, killed you too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is true. That motherfucker. Well, who knew such a tiny little corn dog would almost put me, take me out of the for the count. <laughs> They did. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking for a, a hot dog, but you want more than that, because I mean, they do. You can just get a plain hot dog there. You can get they have the equivalent of a chili dog there as well, and then you know they have a bunch of different flavors that go uh, across the gambit. Like, do you want the Texas Roadhouse flavored hot dog or a bulgogi dog? Sure. You want like you know, so kind of your choice, or the Blitzkrieg, which is one I'd be interested huh? in trying. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I mean, the, the that fact might that you're actually be... inter- interested in trying other ones, right? That's a pretty good sign. Yeah, like, but I would just have to be like, wait, meet the person who's delivering it, or go there and then just eat it at the counter. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could like wait. Um, I would try it again, um, just to give it its fair shake. I think that's fair because I, I love hot dogs and stuff like that. So if I could just have a, a place I can go to for a pretty decent hot dog, I'm all right. Um, nice. On the GD scale, though, because of the um, jalapenos and the sriracha on the, uh, the corn dog, I'm also going to give it a three. My stomach <laughs> is my stomach is kind of doing. And I don't know if like them oily ass. <laughs> Those aren't gonna help. I mean, <laughs> gonna help or make it worse. Like just waiting for it to hit the bottom of my stomach. Go, boom, and then it's time to go. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a three, but I think if uh, it would be a two if it was hotter. But okay. uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, well, there you have it. The long-awaited Taco Time Taco Apocalypse has ended, and now we are in the post-apocalypse. And what can soothe our post-apocalyptic tummy burns than a little bit of relaxing pop culture tea? I wish I had a theme song for this, but here we go. It's tea time with the pop culture boys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh... I'll cut that out, and I'll try to see if I can get us a theme song with tea time, pop culture tea time with that. Um, okay, well, don't don't go spending a bunch of money for this segment. We may never come back to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, I was just we travel the pop culture waves, and while you know most of the year's offerings have wrapped up, with the exception of Willow, and that is a show. Um, yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah, we bit. talked about it. You know, it's been kind of light, but the news has been traveling kind of for the four, you know, for the upcoming years. And some of the big um, kerfuffle that I've seen as of late has been uh, regarding, you know, James Gunn. And I forget his partner who's kind of taken over the DC movie business in terms of what movies are going to make. And I noticed that they were like, uh, Wonder Woman 3 canceled uh mm-hmm. yeah i think joker 2 is still going um maybe the batman 2 is still going but in terms of a lot of other things that have been kind of on the slate it seems like it's gotten uh removed the uh, batman michael keaton movie that was going to be like batman beyond canceled yeah uh, i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> yeah me neither because i was like who's trying to do all that but that would be awesome I mean, I love Batman Beyond. I've been I mean, waiting I love, for them to do more with it. I mean, I love Batman Beyond too, but I don't know if I'd be like, if I would want to watch a, a movie of it. It's like, how about you get a couple of just good Batman movies under the belt before you you start trying to go to the future? That's just me. Sure, yeah. And, and if you're totally lost about what we're talking about, uh, look it up. <laughs> I mean, uh, like Marvel, basically, uh, Marvel Studios has uh, Kevin Fahey, who is uh, acts as sort of a, for lack of a better term, a showrunner. He's the person who basically just oversees all the different movies and makes sure they, uh, he approves the slate and makes sure things fit together and are referencing each other. And he, he has built the juggernaut, uh, juggernaut coming soon, too, <laughs> but uh, the juggernaut <laughs> that is uh, the Marvel cinematic universe and dc has been trying to kind of do the same thing initially it started with uh zach snyder was going to be the architect in the kevin fahey role and uh that kind of fell apart then it was like uh walter hamada i think is the guy who had it before and jeff johns and stuff and they uh they did their thing (laughs) they did something and uh, now uh, they have placed James Gunn, the director of The Suicide Squad and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And they have said him and Peter Safran, who is Thank a you. British film producer, uh, are going to be teaming up to run the, uh, the, the, the all the DC movies. And they're going to act in that same Kevin Fahey role where they're going to 
approve which they're going to approve which movies get on the slates and uh, which ones get canned. Uh, so you mentioned a lot of controversial uh, news. Uh, I mean, how much of this is not rumored, though? Because I saw a little back and forth, and James Gunn was saying that while some of it might be true, uh, a lot of it was not. Oh, that's a good point. But since it's not a very, it's not as spicy as that corn dog I had, um, <laughs> the time of year, I figured it's something to figure out maybe what is true and what isn't. Like, I imagine that Wonder Woman 3 getting canceled is true. Um, yeah, but they have said specifically that, that no decisions have been made, right? Yeah, but I imagine if anything, if it's uh, uh, Patty Jenkins at the helm, I don't think that's going to move forward. And um, do you think it's because of how poorly the second one was received, or why do you think they would take... I mean, she did such a great job with the first one, and you think it would be weird to, to pull her Well, off. so she directed the first one, but she didn't write the first one. True. S someone well, maybe... else... <laughs> she wrote the second one, and she directed the second one. Well, maybe they'd get another writer, and they'd just have her direct it again. Uh, I mean, I would love to see that as the case, but I think if it's not... Um, if If the... What was it? Uh, if given the choice, you're, you, I think she'd want full control because they gave her um, full control. So you're saying basically that she will, I mean, she may already be out as the director or she may have just left. And a, a lot of reason behind that might be because they're like, we're not, no, <laughs> you can go back to directing, but we're not going to let you write the next one. That's correct. I think, I mean, I think like you said, though, they have not confirmed or decide if they canceled Wonder Woman 3 for sure, but it seems like that's the big one that's making the rounds, and I wonder if maybe in this instance, if this is the case of like everyone just trying to get uh, Kathleen Kennedy fired over at um, like Disney every time they just try to circulate the news to make it true or something like that or hope it's true. Maybe that's another one of these cases. Yeah, there's um, a lot of rub there's definitely a lot of rumors floating around out there. I did read one about Peter Safran that he doesn't like Robert Pattinson as Batman, and that made me very concerned. But I'm not going to treat it as a as the truth until he until I see otherwise. But I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't bring him back uh, as Batman. But who knows? James Gunn basically said we're not gonna. It'll there will not be solid news for a long time. They're going to work with the head of the new head of uh, Warner Discovery on the slate, and then I guess we'll find out at some point. I'm not going to – I'm guessing we won't really find out a solid slate for maybe another two years. I mean, yeah, I guess I have a little bit of runway, right? Eventually that Flash movie comes out. You get your Shazam movie and uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, and those are all – we all know those are all coming out. So you got those on the slate, like – I guess I wonder how they just kind of fit into the into maybe whatever their overarching vision is, because it, it it feels like in some form or fashion, you know, the the Snyder verse is out. Um, oh yeah, I mean there, I think one of the most surprising things that I've read recently is this this weird whiplash where like they're like confirmed Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman. Uh, and he did a whole thing where he's like, hey, I can't wait to be Superman again. And it, it seemed very official. 
And then I see all this news. And again, you can't tell if it's rumor or not, but I see all this news that is just like, Henry Cavill will never don the cape again. <laughs> Henry Cavill likely out after James Gunn takes over. And hard to know what to believe, but that would be a shame because it really did seem like he was going to get to do a Superman movie where he would actually seem like Superman. <laughs> he was excited about it. and We were excited about it. I mean, I, I like I said, he definitely looks the part, and I definitely think he could act the part if put in a proper context in a in a, in a proper environment for that, uh, bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe that that fear kind of comes from. We go, oh, Batman's barking downside. The Joker must be near the <laughs> he, house. He heard that there might not be uh, the Batman too. <laughs> yeah. Very upset. They get upset. But I think that's the problem, right? Like when you're trying to build a connected universe, you have all these stringly bits that people are connected to to some form or fashion, but to move beyond it sometimes means you have to make changes. So I wonder like how much of the content you take from the things that have been established and bring it over, or do you just like rip the bandaid off and just say forget it we're just going to start fresh with everybody like do you keep a cavill as superman with the connotation of the fact that you have like the justice league movie bvs trial of the century and man <laughs> of steel like he does your... come with a bit of ba- uh, baggage yeah exactly even even unintentional because i mean you, you we we know the snyder Snyderverse fans are, you know, they're a minority, but they're a very loud minority um, on the on the interwebs and stuff. So I wonder. You like, can't imagine they're very happy about this. No, because I mean they they're the ones that will post on Reddit and everywhere else. We had this, and it'll just be <laughs> like you know, Cyborg and Superman from the Justice League. I can't believe they didn't continue with this, and. I go and look at it. I go, we had that. <laughs> you know, How could was... you call yourself a DC fan and see this and be like, nah, I'm good. That's what we uh, <laughs> love those posts on uh, whatever subreddit that loves the DC universe. But uh, yeah, a lot of spicy takes. It definitely seems like Wonder Woman is not happening anymore. Uh I wonder if Blue Beetle then goes into massive reshoots if they haven't. I don't think they've completed shooting on Blue Beetle yet. I don't. No, think. I think they. I thought I read they wrapped. Oh, they have. Well, maybe. Know. Do they go back and do massive reshoots to try to like have that be the first uh, movie of the the new um, the new guard? I think it's too late. It's too late. I think it's too late. There. That is probably point. like five years before we see, like the the new rebooted dc connected universe kickoff yeah maybe maybe it starts with um peacemaker interesting <laughs> well i mean that's already part of the snyderverse confirmed yeah but you know like if he if he can just make you really think of the suicide squad into peacemaker then you introduce some higher level stuff into season two then you can start sprinkling that in because it doesn't sound like they've canceled Joker too. I know they uh, they just started shooting nope. it. I think they just yeah. posted a picture of him getting a shave. So yeah, the first. I mean, they're hyping that one up crazy. Uh, full of doigt. 
uh, will be will will still come out. So yeah, yeah so, who knows what his plans are gonna be? I'm interested yeah. to find out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I've gotten to this point in just fandom in general where I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll just I'm gonna ride the ship, and if it's um, a port that I want to get off and check out, I will. And if it's not, that's okay. I can stay on the ship till the next port. I really appreciate your very consistent uh, cruise ship metaphor or sailing ship metaphor. Uh, thank you, thank you. I try. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, I think one little last bit of tea I would like to talk about. Please. I would like to spill before we uh, we wrap this segment up uh, is uh, the sort of Im- secondhand embarrassment I feel for The Rock. <laughs> Now, granted, The Rock's doing fine, but uh, there has been some sort of defense of how Black Adam is doing that has been making the rounds on social media and the internet in general uh, that is just very, like, like, it's fine. I mean, if it's making money, it's making money. You don't have to do this. (laughs) It's a very defensive uh, social media post from the, uh, The Rock over the performance of black adam uh and I'll, I'll just be if you're unfamiliar with, with what's going on the timeline is black adam came out it didn't get great reviews didn't do great business at the box office uh did a little bit better over the, overseas variety came out with a story that said that black adam was set to lose money uh at the box office uh that was followed up by a weird deadline piece uh that said oh, actually black adam's going to make money and then they they actually <laughs> created a chart uh with basically a a ledger listing out uh all the ways in which black adam would make its money back and plus, it would actually become profitable. And it listed stuff like home movie rentals <laughs> and stuff that is not usually uh, not usually factored into the box office cube. Merchandise. <laughs> you see, we got a bunch of not that great looking uh, toys and uh, uh, lunch boxes that you can buy uh, the Black Adam's face on it. That's going to add to our bottom line here. Yeah, yeah. Not that when I walk through said toy aisles, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of Black Adam stuff here. I wonder what happened. I mean, it's very weird uh, because you don't usually see an article like this that comes out and is like, actually, Black Adam's going to do fine. It also listed in the article. It it did seem like the article was written by someone at either the company or Rock's organization. (laughs) It was, or maybe it was even ghost written by The Rock, uh, but it used a lot of like weird language you never see in people in when they're talking about box office stuff. Like, uh, according to the financiers, and it's like, what? What are you, what are you saying? Ooh. The financiers? <laughs> what a weird way to phrase it. Almost like you're legally trying to uh, to, to be to make sure that you're saying the truth here. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then after that deadline piece came out, uh, The Rock uh, referenced that one piece of uh, that one very specific article, uh, saying that oh no, we're actually going to make fifty three million. And and then he also took the time to be like, oh by the way, we're just starting a whole franchise here, so 
Captain America only made this much. Like they only made a little bit more, and there they now look at the Marvel Universe, which is weird because it doesn't take into account inflation and <laughs> or the weird. fact that the the movie probably costs less for them to make than it costs you to make this one outside uh, yeah. of inflation and <laughs> right. they already had kind of established tempo with a few of the earlier movies so you know they're oh geez that sounds yeah. um it's weird that's a that's a weird it's it's a weird thing because i do notice that seems to be a trend and not just movies but anything that people are fans of how much money did it make how many people were watching it oh it's going to be this and i don't know why um like a a, a, a you know a normal non person in that business would ever care like why would that matter to you yeah yeah exactly maybe i mean yeah if you like it you like it so maybe just like it but like obviously people have a lot of pride some people's personality john here's the thing this is this doesn't make sense to us right yeah but some people have made this their entire personality okay so when you take it away there's nothing else so that like having your personality and your person sort of dismantled or uh, you know you know even talked bad about by other people it must be crushing so that, I, that's that's what i think is going on here i mean maybe you're right because like i don't care like i really generally like oh yeah it made this much money in the box office was it a success or not? I don't know. We'll see if they do a sequel or not. That's usually the case, but I don't like go down to like, well, it dropped by 0.2% this day, but we know that every time it's a you know, National Fried Chicken Day that there's an uptick of moviegoers. So I think it's going to rebound here. I There are people who literally track this shit. There are people who track the ratings of wrestling promotions, like between WWE and the other ones who cares like is that is that like your test for saying how successful one is versus the other some people have up weeks some people have down weeks but it just seems like there's this really need to prove yourself to be like now we i i I backed a winner like i backed black adam and it's going to win and that's (laughs) not Right. Well, and, I mean, you get it though from Rock's the Rock's perspective because a hundred percent, he himself was very effusive that this movie was going to kick off something like a new stage of the DC universe. Even though everything you read coming out of WB is like people from the executives at WB are like, stop talking. <laughs> like they were not on board with his vision of the DC future. I think he was just kind of trying to will it into existence. It sounds like. Yeah, and, uh, he, and he's like one of the few people who probably could, right? right. That, that level of star power, but still, yeah. And it's got to bruise your ego when you're like, this is like the draw is that you're in it for a lot of movies. This movie looked so meh that like the, the, it just wasn't there. I mean, he he was in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, the Fast and the Furious spinoff. That made a heck of a lot more money. Uh, I granted, I think that, that maybe Shazam wasn't allowed to be played in China, but I think Hobbs and Shaw, didn't that come out around the pandemic? So, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, I know that was, well, I know the I th- pandemic, I should say. No, I thought Hobbs and Shaw came out before. Was that before? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's 2019, so it's, yeah. that's right before. Yeah, I mean, it was built, but it was built with the you know international market in mind. Sure. You know, and in this instance, this just tried to cover the you know highest common denominator. I think the problem is maybe just trying to build a universe around one person or restart it or try to make like black adam as a character cool i like him but i don't think he's a tent pole for <laughs> you know anything sure. in the dc universe he's he's there when you want something big bad to punch superman and superman goes ow that's you know there's a good chance you want black adam there but like i wouldn't be like oh black adam's like the the keynote hero of you know dc for sure like he's 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 gotta be there no it's not the case at all so i mean i get it from his perspective i need to defend this and i'm gonna just keep talking it because i'm gonna i'm gonna try to will it into existence or they're gonna kind of get stuck with it because he does carry a large fan base sure but they just did not come out for black <laughs> yeah i mean or they probably did they're probably the ones who did and maybe when it comes out, I think it comes out December 16th on HBO Max um, streaming. So maybe mm -hmm. they'll see an uptick in uh, uh, account activations and then people will be like, you know what? Maybe we should make a second one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe that means that we should be doing that as our next show. <laughs> Are you ready yeah, you to wanna... watch Black Adam next weekend? Yeah, sure. I'll watch it. All right. That's good. <laughs> That's right. Our promise to you. There you go. This is—is is this a new trend? Maybe it's happened twice in a row. We talk about what's going to be on the next episode on the episode before. Uh, but I mean, it's a—it's a new trend because for a while, to tell you folks, we've been kind of busy, so we haven't really been talking about like what we're going sometimes, to do. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it doesn't follow into our lap like this, so don't don't expect it. Is what I'm yeah. saying. But uh, yeah, please, this is not the norm. Yeah. Tune in next week for episode 129, Black Adam review uh featuring the rock <laughs> if you smell what tenth adam <laughs> is cooking <laughs> you know he does the eyebrow yeah it's contractually he has to he has to do it he, it wouldn't be an appearance of the rock without it now we're expecting him not to get beat up in this right the, uh, the, the, the he, contract he probably, clause yeah, he doesn't ever lose. Well, I mean, because I think it says in the trailer that he gets like he gets like locked away, so he loses at least once. But after that, I think once he's freed, I think people it'll just be minor setbacks, speed bumps so, on his on his ultimate to vict uh, path to victory. All right, so is so the Rock is like a battle lost is not like the war is lost type of individual, or do we think he's like an empirical win is still counts. I don't think we'll ever see him be beat up. There'll be some sort of like magic or something that makes like freezes him in place, or oh. he gets stabbed by from behind, or or something. Or he he's like he's doing something heroic and he gets stabbed or something. But I don't think he ever. We don't ever see him get beat up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Tune in next week to hear about this movie. We can't stop taking this shit on. Uh, but uh, speaking of that. 
I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed this very questionable episode. Uh, I can already tell you that my stomach is telling me it is very angry at me, and it's gonna be. I'm 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 gonna say it now. Taco time. You get a four on the GD scale. <laughs> We're upgrading you. I can already tell it's gonna not gonna be a good time. Uh, after after my visit to yep basically to taco time but I hope everyone else uh, I hope you enjoyed I hope your your tummy's feeling fine and you enjoyed this episode we sure as heck enjoyed making it for you so without further ado take it away regretful forest a big thank you to Burton M Six for all the incredible music on our show you can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, Regretful Forest. Remember, folks, may you enjoy your crusto wishes and ume riblet dreams. Thank you for tuning in uh-huh. to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 